live on the Facebook it's and everywhere else. Sense. It's Monday, and we're going to be talking about vlogs, video, content, what? All A little bit of, of everything stuff. today. Ham, let's do this. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business and social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business Bros! <laughs> Ooh, we ready to rock and roll today, and we got Heck a fun yeah, ready. piece of show today, James. A fun piece Fire. of show, he says. Well, happy Monday, ladies and gentlemen. I'm always excited to start the week off with another awesome episode of the Business Bros Pod. On the show today, we have a content-creating master. We're excited to hear and learn from the founder and owner of Vlogify LTD, where you can make money out of content strategy. Here, deal, ladies and gents. All right, who doesn't like that? Here's the deal, ladies and gents. We live in an age where content creation is no longer just for tech geeks and large brands, right? We're not large brands or tech geeks. We all know that videography is a must for everyone who wants to grow their brand. Not only do we have to create content, but we also need to know how to share it to best engage with our target audience. Our guest today is going to teach us exactly what it takes to create and schedule quality content at the right time aimed at the right audience to generate human interaction, genuine emotion, and reactions. Joining us from the Vlogify SMM agency, welcome to the show, content creator extraordinaire, Dominic O'Neill! Dom, welcome to the show, man. How you like that intro? That is a good intro. I am a big fan of a, a good intro, man. You got to start strong. That's you got to do it. Got to do it. Got to start strong. Yeah, content, man. content, content. That's what we're about. Uh, I mean, content at scale, audio, yeah. video, yeah. getting yeah. attention. Uh, tell me about you know what you guys are doing over there at Vlogify. What sets you guys apart? So, I mean, we're quite honest. There's lots and lots and lots of content people who, you know, will just lie to you and just say, you know what, it's really easy. There's loads of kind of content creators out there who will say, you know what, you can sell really easy online. And, you know, you can create content really easy. You can create content really cheaply. But actually, um, you shouldn't be looking at cheap. At the end of the day, you know, buy cheap, buy twice. Uh, that's the old saying. Mm -hmm. You know, when you are creating content, you're wanting to get something from the audience. You're wanting to elicit some kind of response from the audience. What will often happen with cheap videos is they will look cheap, you will look cheap. Uh, and because the only focus is I want it to be cheap, you've completely lost any story. You've lost any emotion from the audience. You know, people buy from people they like. You know, people buy from brands that they like and engage with, not but just because it's cheap. Uh, and so we're very honest with people, you know, it's like, yes, you can. It is very easy to own a camera. It is very easy to go to Amazon and buy an extremely cheap microphone. But actually, that isn't what you should be focusing on. You should be creating quality content, which is engaging. So you need to know your audience. You need to know what your audience wants to hear. You need to know, know their pain points. And you need to work out how you can fix those pain points. 
that is like the first step on the rung of the All ladder right. of content. Let's talk about some of that stuff because you're right. Having the right mic or having the right camera, those are all great things. And you can definitely up the quality of your yeah. audio. You can up the quality of your video. But it doesn't necessarily transfer into engagement, first of all, right? Into into likes and comments, which are much bigger or, or even better than that, shares, yeah. right? It doesn't transfer to that. And then to take it one step further, you're in business, which means at some point you need to convert somebody who's looking at your content into a paying customer. If it's not doing that, then yeah, then what's your purpose? Why are you out there to do it? So let's kind of dig deep into, into what causes, what kind of content causes somebody to engage? What kind of content uh, causes somebody to convert? Yeah, so you've got to kind of have a look at it. Content is a longer game than a lot of, you know, these evangelists say, you know. It isn't just you're putting out one video. I have people say to me, all right, so I put out one video and then it makes sales. And more often than not, the answer to that is no, mm -hmm. because you put out one video and you get a bit of engagement. So, you know, most people will need around about seven touch points before they, you know, even maybe go to your website. And so there's seven times you'll need to get in touch with them before they even go somewhere else, you know. So what we want to do is, is to get awareness first. Once you've got awareness, you can then grow interest uh, where you can maybe start pushing people towards a bit of real estate online, which you own. Uh, once they're on that bit of real estate, you can get some longer form content there, kind of live YouTube stuff, podcasts, videos, that kind of thing, uh, to try and generate some kind of desire. And once you've got desire, at every step of the way, people will fall off and you'll get less and less people, but the people who are left towards the end are the ones who are more interested. So once you get to desire, the heart takes over, and you can push people towards some kind of... I find one-to-ones are really good for sales. I find calls are very good for sales. You know, So even though um, most of the system is very quite well automated, um, still the sales point, you know, there's lots of distrust on social media. Um, and there is, you know, very few companies have a buy now button on Facebook. You know, and that's because Facebook hasn't spent time uh, building trust, unlike mm -hmm. Amazon or eBay, who have been building trust over the years. And so a lot of our videos and our content generally is all about building trust with us. Because if we're talking to people who don't know us, which is the real key to content, is not just talking to people who know us. Uh, but talking to people who have maybe never met us before in our lives, what we're wanting to do is to build a relationship with them, build uh, to a point of view where they feel that they can trust us, they can know us, and they like us at the end of the day. Well, let's talk about some of these conflicting, confusing points because some of this stuff, uh, you know, when, when it comes to the practice, I'm guilty yeah. of, we're guilty of making some of these same mistakes. Uh, we've gotten to the point where, I mean, you're literally episode 522. So we've put a massive amount of content out on the internet. So yeah. we've got the content down, down pat. Like we understand the value of the consistency factor. We understand the value of bringing a, a brand to the table. Personality. But with a lot of personality, right? Martin's absolutely right. He's uh, he's always curious, by the way. And Martin, cool. yeah, just a little plug. I still got Martin's book, Curiosity Theory. <laughs> hey, Martin. Right. Good stuff. Uh, so, so, but being able to uh, take it one step further. So we we create content. Yeah. But then we took this very shotgun approach. And this is something that I learned along the way. It's not just about getting content and just 
throwing it out on the internet, right? It's not about just having a podcast and then putting it on Instagram and putting it on LinkedIn. And like, there's more to the sales process. It has to be very directed towards something specific, whether you want it to, uh, to gather data. Maybe you're just gathering emails, for example, and maybe you have one specific league magnet. Maybe you want to put them in a specific funnel and, and they're ideally, you know, for us, it's people who are interested in getting a podcast done, or maybe it's, you know, people who are looking to do insurance, or maybe it's people who want to buy a house. There are very specific niches and the, and the content that you create. Yeah, you can create a lot of content, but if it is not niched, if it is not focused and directed to the people that are uh, finding it valuable, then you're just throwing, you know, spaghetti in a wall and hoping something sticks, right? You're just hoping. Shots that in the point. dark. Shots, Shots in, in the, the dark, dark if you don't, if you don't have that target audience. Yeah, man, I, th- I fully agree. Yeah. So there's a saying, uh, it was, came from a film production, but uh, it, it's still true today. You know, a video for everybody is a video for nobody. Mm-hmm. If you're making oh, yeah. a video which is so general, which could appeal to everyone, then it's probably going to appeal to no one because it's not going to answer any questions. It's mm. not going to touch on any pain points. It's not going to pull any heartstrings. Uh, and you're absolutely right. Once you know who your audience is and the more focused, I had a guy who said to me, oh, my, he had a skiing shop in a town in uh, Scotland. And um, he said, oh, well, my, my audience is anyone with legs. And it's like, well, it's almost impossible to market to that kind of demographic. So I got in chat and said, well, do you deliver? He's like, well, no. I'm like, well, realistically, it is people within your geographical area. And I was like, so what is it you sell the most of? And he's like, well, I sell high-end snowboards. It's like, well, actually, your audience are high-end snowboarders in and around Edinburgh who are on um, a a higher, middle to higher-end salary. And that's a much easier market to kind of start talking to. You can start visualizing who those people are and where they might be hanging out online. Um, you know, he, his, his audience were around about kind of 25 to 35. Uh, so, again, you can then start p- putting a picture together of who these people are, where these people are. And also you can then start for yourself as the business owner looking at some kind of um, funnel, looking at some kind of timeline for where you want to be sending these people. And you can build that into your content, uh, which seamlessly directs people to the next stage. Because very few people will, like we've said earlier, will buy directly off the social media platform. I, yeah, completely understand. You know, today I had a post that I, that we put out on social media and it was an infographic. It was just, you know, these are ways, monetization strategies for podcasting. And some of them are, 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 you know, things like sponsorships or affiliate marketing and selling your products or services, that sort of stuff. But in bold, in a different color, and the main part of that is gather email addresses, gather data, right? Build an email list because those lists are specific to something, right? There's a reason why somebody came and exchanged and gave you contact information. Whatever that reason was, then at that point, you can start to identify what their needs are. Because prior to that, you don't really know what their needs are. You don't have a clue. If they're just people with legs, well, geez, that's everybody. (laughs) But until you decide and and really label who you're talking about, now you can say, okay, that demographic, that person who's in and around your geographical area, that person who has this type of income, what is it that they're looking for in a re- in a retail shop or in a, you know, a, a ski lift or in, you know, snowboarding. And now you can really pinch down. And when you can identify somebody's issues and somebody's problems, the solutions 
are where the conversion happens. Now your marketing is designed to solve a specific problem. And it's not going to be something that meets everybody's, uh, you know, taste buds or whatever. It's going to be very niched. And I think yeah. this is this presents another problem because at that point, you're drawing your line in the sand. You're really uh, becoming polarized. People are going to like your content and they're not going to like your content, but you're you're hoping the ones that like your content are are the specific people that you're going after. And what people misunderstand here is polarizing doesn't necessarily mean you go out and say something that's offensive. It's just yeah. that you're targeting a specific niche. So everybody else who's not in that niche is not part of your demographic, is not part of who you're targeting. I fully agree. Yeah, absolutely fully agree. I think there's this big thing where uh, I don't know if it's a British thing or if it happens over in the States as well, but everyone, you know, everyone wants to be popular. Everyone wants to have the big numbers and people are kind of, and again, I think lots of kind of digital evangelists are guilty of this pushing the vanity metrics, you know, pushing, you know, just looking at likes and just looking at image views and all the rest of it. When actually you should be looking at, actually, I would rather have less views but of people who actually care. It's like, you know, you can advertise on, you know, ITV, which is one of the main channels here in the UK, and you could get, you know, up to 10 million views. But actually, if you're selling agricultural vehicles um, to dairy farmers, uh, if you if that advert comes on at 10 o'clock at night, the dairy farmers are, are in bed at that point. <laughs> and so it's like, are any of those millions of views even worth it? Right. Well, and that's exactly the same with social media. Yeah, I know. And, and that's one of the popularity reasons why TikTok took off so quickly, because yeah. you can have that vanity metric. That's one of the greatest things about TikTok is you put a video and you're like, wow, it got a million views. Yeah. But yeah. what did it do for you? Really? <laughs> it didn't yeah. really do anything yeah. for that one video clip to go a million views. It, it, it made you feel good. It gave you that little shot of, of you know, dopamine in your mind yeah. and you felt a little bit bigger. You got a little ego boost. Yeah but it didn't actually do anything to your bottom line. And you're exactly right. I, you know, people always come up to me and now, and they're like, how do you do your podcast? How do you do your branding? How do you do these things? You have a podcast that's going on. How do you get that started? They ask those types of questions and inevitably they, the next question, once we get them started is how do you grow your audience and how do you get those big numbers? And I, and I tell them the same thing all the time. You, there's two different ways that you're growing a show here. One type of show is going to be you trying to be as popular as possible and that is very difficult to do. The other is the way I use podcasting and I use it as a networking tool. I get to meet somebody new every single day and I'm going to connect with somebody new every single day. And every person who's gotten on my show has, uh, has, has some affiliation towards us. So they recognize our brand. They recognize our logo. They've, they've been connected through a, a friend or family or somebody. There's some sort of connection there and I can turn around and market to these people. I can turn around and send them referrals. I can turn around and, and it works the other way. They send it to me. This is my network of people, right? Everybody who's on my show and it will grow, but this is not something where it's going to, you know, it, it, and I, I, you know, and I can say this honestly, it could be one episode that I get somebody on the show and it takes off and we get millions of views and I get a huge bump in, in, in audience. But for the most part, this is a consistent grow at a snail's pace. This is a long tail effect. This is a very yeah. targeted yeah. Uh, type of, of marketing campaign. And it's it's not sexy in the slightest when you're trying to sell it. 
If you want to get rich quick, get rich slow. Get rich slow. <laughs> if you want to get popular quick, get popular slow. I don't know if that works. But but it does work that way, right? <laughs> Almost anybody that you see that has yeah. celebrity yeah, status, right. you think they, they came out of, you know, oh, they where did they come from? All of a sudden, they're super famous. Well, you didn't see them putting in all the work for the last seven years. You didn't see them doing all that stuff from that, beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. You see so much. I mean, I think it's lazy journalism or it's just an easy story to tell that oh this guy he came from nowhere and in six months he managed to set up a business and make a million and then you look into the story and it's like well actually no hasek he got venture capitalist support that first month so he could hire 200 members of staff how did he get that venture capitalist support well he must have worked on something to have found a venture capitalist to get that money behind. So all people who came up out of nothing usually had 15 years where they weren't coming up out of nothing, but were, were learning how, how the game works. So I think uh, even people who have got rich quickly has spent many years not getting rich quickly. So I think that the whole get rich quick thing is, is a bit of a, a misnomer. But you, I think especially with social media and if you're a brand on social media, you've got to be very honest what it is you're wanting to do. Are you wanting to be the superstar uh, where you're basically as a superstar, you are selling virality. You, know, mm. you are getting consistent virality and you can then go to others and say, hey, X amount of my videos get over a million views. Therefore, if you want to buy space on my videos, we sell it at this price. But that obviously relies on you having X amount of million or minimum hundreds of thousands of views to bother for, for someone to want to buy. I feel like that's that a real time. trick. Like, how do you how do you consistently get viral videos? That's the real trick. What's what's yeah. your secret? That I mean, that is something that actually costs a lot of money. And that is what a lot of people don't <laughs> talk about. You know, the 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 easiest way to make money online is to not be a viral superstar, but actually to have some kind of service uh, or product which you sell to uh, far less people, uh, but get recurring business. If you're wanting to go down the route of, you know, this is how a couple of years all these big superstars got called, caught out with fake Twitter followers. You know, they buy fame first so they they buy thousands and thousands of twitter followers they buy thousands of pounds thousands of people putting you know uh comments on their youtube videos you, you can buy youtube views that there, there is companies out there who will uh sell packages where it looks like they've learned the the youtube algorithm where it looks like people are engaging and watching your videos you then mix that with a paid for an unofficial paid for advertising campaign and you can start getting hundreds of thousands of views on your videos and then eventually because you've got so many comments and because you've got so many likes and views regular people will start being shown that content via youtube and regular people will start getting involved and it becomes a snowball effect uh, but often not always but often when i've looked into it when i've talked to people who have done this well you often like with anything else you have to invest in the early days Mm, that totally makes sense. You know, uh, we have the Kardashians here in the States and the Kardashians mm. are that mega icon. Uh, the youngest one, Chloe, I think her name is, and I don't watch the Kardashians very much, yeah. but, um, and I always, but I do reference them a lot because the fame that they've achieved is not the girls themselves. It was mama mm. Kardashian. She was laying down the groundwork for yeah. years 
in developing these kids so that when when you know Kim had her whole little fiasco, they rode that wave and they they've been riding it ever since. But she had been setting it up. Uh, that yeah. the the younger one, the Chloe, she's been she's been groomed since she was really little to have this super profile. You're exactly right. This is a huge investment into who you're going to yeah. be. And then after that, after you've developed that snowball effect, it, of course it gets easier. But that's a lot of time, money, and effort yeah. to develop a brand. And 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 again, even then, it's a consistency factor. Even yeah, then, absolutely. they're constantly putting yeah. out content. And they're constantly establishing their brand, and they're constantly shoving it in your face as much as they possibly can. Because some of you are going to like it, mm-hmm. some of you are not. But they're after the ones that do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and also, you know, they're very, very clever. All these stars work on their, a bit like you hinted to Eddie, they work on their network and they use their content to build their network. You know, they, they, they get in with the best music producers. They, they use their content to meet the best film producers to get them into films. They meet, use their content to get into the best uh, writers to write content for them. You know, they, they, they can leverage politicians at that point, you know. And so, and at a small scale, we can all do that, you know, with our videos and with our podcast. We can get people who we want maybe to do business with, people who maybe could lift us up to the next level in on our content and use our content in exactly the same way the Kardashians do. Yes, we may not be that same level yet. We may never get to that level. But actually, that is the beauty of content, but video or audio or even, you know, blog-related content, is that you can use it to absolutely leverage um leverage your your place leverage your business and you know people even at the top level are are basically using content for that oh uh using content for uh, using your network to grow your content is huge look uh you don't need millions of followers to make a ton of money you if you can build a a business any business that has 1000 loyal you know raving fans that are going to buy your products that you put out I mean, a thousand people and you sell them, you know, maybe a t-shirt every month that's worth, you know, a $10 profit to you. That's $10,000 a month. That'll earn yeah. you quite a living in almost any part of the world in, in a nice, significant way. Yet a thousand people. Yeah, we're always trying to shoot for the millions of followers. Yeah. We're always trying to shoot for those huge metrics when it's really not that big a deal. But no. I think the other vanity no. point when that is is the lifestyle, right? We're all trying to be ultra rich. We're all trying to have that fancy car. We're all trying to have that you know big, fancy, beautiful house uh, when we should really focus our attention on on just that ideal customer. Like if that one yeah. ideal customer, if you focus instead of what you want, you focus your attention on what they need and what they're looking for. And if you ask them, like literally ask them, you know, what are you struggling with right now? What are you working on right now? Yeah. You know, if you had your ideal, you know, life right now, what would that look like? And get those answers, those answers. There's so many gems in asking your existing database, what you can help them with so much value. Absolutely. Absolutely. I 100% agree. Also, I think there's a bit of a danger of, of, of just chasing the big numbers straight away because it's actually, you know, dealing with a company which is making millions is very different to having your own company. You're then going to talk about staff. You're then going to talk about premises. You're then going to talk about all the infrastructure behind it. I think it's really important to maybe focus on maybe, you know, one of the big, the big goals everyone uh, who's not going to talk about is the 10 grand. We call it 10,000 pounds, but for you guys, it might be more like $12,000 every single month consistently for every owner. Uh, because around about 
£5,000, $5,000, you can be a solo entrepreneur and you're pretty much stretched to the limit. If you wanted to get over that, you then need to leverage systems. Uh, you then need to maybe hire freelancers, some staff, uh, do some automation to get you to the point of earning 10 grand a month. So I think I always tell my clients, right, even if you want to be a millionaire, if you even if you want to hit the million, you have to get the 10 grand a month first. Once you get the 10 grand a month, you then start to build the systems which allow you to scale upwards because you as an entrepreneur, you as a solo entrepreneur are never going to be able to make that million. Even the Cardassians have staff behind them. Yeah, you may no. never see. Systems, 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 systems. Systems, right? No, and you're you're hundred percent true. I mean, you can't get from zero to a million without first crossing a hundred, without first crossing a thousand, yeah. without first crossing yeah. ten thousand. Like that's just the path that you need to take. And, and if you just focus your attention on that first one, right? Just you know what, make a hundred dollars. And yeah. and once you've gotten to a hundred dollars, okay, now make a thousand dollars, and now do it consistently on a regular basis. I, I can guarantee you, for most people, a little side hustle with an extra thousand dollars a month is a drastic change in oh. lifestyle. You know, so double that and you know, do 2000 a month and, and that's that's totally, you know, that's your mortgage payment paid for for yeah. many people. That's, you know, yeah. that's, all, uh, you know, a couple car payments for sure. You know, that's vacations yeah. or like your life changes and it's not the million dollar marker. It's actually yeah. very, very small amounts. And if you just, you know, focus on that, you can get to where you want to go. I fully agree. Yeah, absolutely. You, you, I, th I think it's really important to have a lofty end goal, but I think it's really important and which a lot of people, and I, and I didn't do, when I first started, I didn't break it down into, well, actually, how, is, how do you do this? How do you achieve it? How do you build systems to do it? You know, it isn't sexy. Systems are not sexy, but they will earn you a lot more money. Excuse oh yeah, you. James. Se yeah. Systems are super sexy. Thank you very much. Who's <laughs> <laughs> a system guy? That's all I do. That's all uh, I do. And I'll tell you the good, truth, man. man. Uh, I I just got finished uh, over the past several months working on uh, an onboarding system, and like in the last week, I pretty much have it completed. And I can't tell you how many people I've told. Like I called my mom and told her about it. I had told I had told like everybody that I could because systems are sexy. Thank you. There we go. <laughs> you know what it is? It, it, it they're sexy, but they're meant to be invisible. If they're if it's yeah, a very yeah. good system, yeah. you don't even yeah. notice it's there, right? It's yep. it's it's like good construction work. You don't notice yeah. the flaws. You don't notice anything, and that's yeah. the actual. The, the 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 keystroke right that's the best uh yeah. compliment you can get is when nobody notices it's no just a smooth transition that's I the key. Used to be speaking a, of a transitions sta stage manager and that's exactly the same if no one notices you made a mistake then you made you're a good stage manager if exactly. no one notices you at all yeah nice. all right uh all speaking, right. Of, speaking transitions. of transitions here we go All right, Ham's insurance tip of the day. Today we are talking cyber liability. So if you own a business, use a computer for basically anything, you are going to want to talk to your agent about cyber liability. Okay, this includes your phones, ladies and gentlemen. Your phone is a computer. Uh, cyber liability, though, is protection for cyber crimes and losses. 
Some examples include cyber ransom, which has been on the rise in recent years. So cyber ransom happens when a criminal hacks into your system, steals all of your data, and then holds it hostage until you pay the ransom. We've seen this happen actually quite a bit. They'll call, they'll say, hey, give us $10,000 and we'll release all of your data and pay the $10,000 or you're going to have to start over from scratch. Not fun. Okay. So you also want to be aware of data that you made in your database, credit card numbers, or any other personally identifiable information. If you store it on your computer and it's connected to the internet, you are vulnerable. It's happened to companies as big as Target and Depot and even to your local restaurant on the street, you know, the one that you ordered from during the pandemic. Yeah, that one. I'm telling you, it's happening all the time. So make sure that you are protected from sex of all kinds by investing a little bit in your business. Ask agent about cyber liability. If you have any questions or need any advice, give Pipeline Insurance a call at 877-928-9994. And for more in's tips, Follow me on Twitter at InsuranceBroHim. Tom, I've been having a good time talking to you, man. Like this is probably one of the most uh, energetic um, subjects that I, I I just get passionate on. So I want to make yeah. sure. Uh, I wonder are- why. Yeah, I wonder why, dude. <laughs> man, anybody who's in business right now, if you don't have, you know, a way of creating content, I call yeah. it a podcast, but if you don't have a way of creating content on a regular basis, you're shooting yourself in the foot, man. Like this is you're just holding yourself you're back. You're just leaving so much money on the table. You're leaving so much opportunity on the table. It's, it's unbelievable. And you know, making good content is hard but you can learn the process mm-hmm. you can buy mm-hmm. the equipment yeah and you can get you can... the training to make you make it better you know so there, there is no excuse it's, it's being a practitioner when you're doing it when you're practicing the craft you're going to get better at it it's just a natural progression now will every single video be perfect at some point probably not things change trends change people you know people want different things but you'll get better at it you'll roll with the punches it's much smoother you you just it's just a practice trait you didn't know how to walk at some point but you figured that out you didn't know how to ride a bike you figured that out right <laughs> the, everything you do as long as you consistently do it you're going to figure it out uh, how do we get a hold of you? I, I know we put content, uh, we put your banners up. James is going to put those up again. Uh, what, when, when people get a hold of you, what do they, what do, what can we expect? Cool. Well, uh, every month I run a five day challenge. So for those people who say to me, Dom, I've bought cameras, uh, or even people who haven't even got to that stage yet, I have a five day challenge, which takes them through the basics of creating content that's on Facebook. Um, it is facebook.com slash groups. I'll, what I'll do is I'll let you guys know the link. If you go to my Twitter at Vlogify Studios. If anyone wants to join the five-day challenge, I can send you guys any links and what have you there. So uh, at Vlogify Studios on Twitter is always the best place to get me. Look, challenges are 
um, anything that holds you accountable, ladies and gentlemen, anything yeah. that holds you accountable, I don't care if it's you tell your spouse, I don't care if it's you go on and do you put a story on Instagram or you put a tweet out, something that holds you accountable is going to keep you going to that next space. You don't have to, yeah. you're, you're not going to create the viral video overnight. I mean, you could get lucky. You could buy a Chewbacca mask and find it hilarious yeah. and funny <laughs> and go viral, right? That could happen. But for the most part, it probably won't learn this process, make it part of a lifestyle. I had somebody ask me today, how how do you do the show? Like, how is it that you do this on a regular basis? I, and my answer is just make it a lifestyle. Put it yeah. on your calendar. Decide that this is the time that you're going to yeah. do it and you do it. And sometimes it's going to be amazing and sometimes it's not going to be so good. But you yeah. get through and you learn anyways. So what what happens in this, in this challenge? So it, the challenge literally takes you through from um, not knowing – anything about content and we push you every single day to make one video a day and each day you see it getting better so you know the whole point is that actually don't focus on the one video because everyone's like oh no but i want to get my video perfect perfect never happens i've worked on big budget tv shows which have cost hundreds of thousands if not millions and they were never perfect but actually everyone watching had no idea what we intended on making Therefore, it doesn't matter if it was perfect. As long as people enjoyed it and got something from it, that's the key. So that's kind of the essence of what we teach. But we go through the different technology, you know, camera, sound, lighting, and every single day it's kind of broken down into nice bite-sized chunks uh, to help you start on your video journey. So we focus on kind of casual disposable content, so stuff for social media, uh, which is a lot has a lot lower cost value and is a lot more casual behind the scenes kind of stuff so by the end of the week you will be confident in making your own casual behind the scenes style content for social media uh, that's what we do that's what you need ladies and gents just a little bit of confidence will take you a yeah, long man. way and it comes from knowing some little skills tips and 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 tips of the tips of the uh, trade and a little bit of practice so yeah. ladies and gents uh thank you guys for checking this out dom i've had a great time talking with you ladies and gentlemen check out his twitter at vlogify studios uh you can get more info on his website vlogify.net he's got all kinds of different packages on there all kinds of different things that you can you can learn from directly right there on his website uh you're you're out of the uk right yeah i'm up in scotland at the moment near edinburgh See, so nice. ladies and gents, I mean, check it out. The, the best you can learn from the other side of the pond and, you know, get some get some practice, get some skills in. Take the five-day challenge. The beautiful thing about the internet is it makes the world this big. So yeah. <laughs> give it a shot. Learn from what people are doing all over the place. Take bits and pieces. Some of it may not work for you. Some of it may be awesome for you. And then you start to make it your own. So That's Dom, thank you. yeah, absolutely. Dom, thank you very much for taking time out of your day to be on our show today. Thanks, Dents. Thank you very much. Really, awesome. really enjoyed it. Really you know enjoyed what? it. Actually, I got one more segment for you, just because uh, you you're you're in the content space. I'm curious, since you've been in content for a while, what did you think of our podcast overall? Production, demo, runs, voice. I don't know. Whatever. What did you think of the show? Yeah, man. I like the cutaways. So uh, we call them, cut I think you guys call them B-roll in America, don't you? The cutaways. B-roll, transitions, yeah, segments. Yeah, transitions. Yeah. I thought that was really nice. It's nice to, um, it is what a lot of people fail on is it's quite intense just having one person's, you know, face on screen the whole time. So anything you can do to cut away from that is good. So having the audio, having the uh, visuals is great. 
uh, having the branding in the screen is nice. I'm a big fan of YouTube Live these days. You're using a thing called StreamYard, which is really good quality. Uh, I use that a lot. You've got good mics. I like your microphones. Um, there's a saying in television uh, that the eye will forgive, but the ear will not. Sound is really important, especially if you're the presenter. Um, it basics like having headphones on so there's no audio spill. It's, yeah, it's really nice, really good. Well, thank you. I mean, I'm always looking for a little extra feedback. And again, anything we can do to improve our skills, that's what it's all about, right? That's what it's all about. Fully agree. Fully agree. All right, Dom. Thank you. Thank you again for being on the program. Ladies and gents, that's all we got for you guys today. Peace. And we're out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the Business Bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the Insurance Bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.